welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome back, Toastmasters, Whippy Toastmasters listeners and friends, to part three of this week's talk show for talkers. Can I remind you of our email address? It's info at irishtalkers.com. Our website, of course, is irishtalkers.com, and you can find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. It's now my pleasure to hand you over to Paul Imani, and the subject of Paul's discourse today is audience size at club meetings. What's the ideal size? Over to you, Paul. Every Toastmaster I've ever met is interested in this topic. They've said to themselves, right from the beginning of joining Toastmasters, how many people are going to be at the meeting tonight? Some people have said, I hope there won't be any more than 10 or 12 people. I Talking to big groups doesn't really appeal to me. There'll be others who say, I hope there are going to be 30 or 40 people at the meeting tonight. I want to be heard and I want to practice in front of a lot of people. So the question, what is the ideal club size, can't be answered. In any room that I've been at, at Toastmasters, there have been people there and I don't know. I've never known how many people they wish were in the room. Could well be that some of them are saying, this is a disappointing meeting size. And others are saying, thank goodness, this is perfect. I don't like talking to a lot of people. But the question is relevant to the purpose of Toastmasters as a whole, because the purpose of Toastmasters is to empower individuals to become more effective communicators and leaders. Isn't it true that the usual concentration is on the word communicators and leaders? People have different balances. I joined to become a communicator. I stayed to become a leader. It's become a little bit of a cliche for some. It's been used said so often. Today, I'd like to focus on the word individuals, because the purpose of Toastmasters is not to set up successful clubs. It's to empower individuals, and setting up successful clubs with the ideal number of people in them is a way of empowering individuals. The key thing is to focus and remember, in my opinion, that it's the individual. Now, some people come to Toastmasters because in their normal day-to-day life, they find that they could be better at talking in a small group, when they're out socially, when they're even with a four ball playing golf, find it sometimes "Mm, I could be better at talking to my golf partners. How many people come to Toastmasters because they're struggling with or they want to be better at addressing a thousand people at a conference? The answer is some. Toastmasters does attract people who are used to speaking to small groups, but give them a large group and they find that much tougher. Size matters. It matters in all sorts of ways because a club might be concerned if it loses a few members. There could well be a number of people in the club who are saying, thank goodness we've lost some members. There were too many people at the meeting and I found it very hard to get an opportunity to practice my communication skills. 
And I also got very little chance to practice my leadership skills. I didn't get to be Toastmaster of the day more than twice a year. There were so many people there. I didn't get to be Table Topics Master for three months. And these are leadership roles where you take charge of the room and you, you determine the pace of the meeting. You determine where the attention at the meeting is focused. So they're real leadership opportunities. Many, many people come to Toastmasters because their job requires them to make a presentation. Most presentations at work are done perhaps to 10, 12, 15 people. Of course, there are some who address the company's annual conference. That could be, well, 500 in a room, or it could be 10,000 today through the internet. So there isn't such a thing as an ideal size, except the Toastmasters way requires there to be a minimum number. You see, the way in which people are greeted at a meeting is really important. So a good meeting does have a good meter and greeter there. So that's one person. A good meeting has somebody who will time the speeches on behalf of the speaker. So the speaker has practice at being able to complete what they want to communicate within a specific amount of time. So you need a timer. There are two people. You can't have an ideal club meeting without both of those. You can't have an ideal club meeting unless you have somebody watching how fluent you are, how the words flow and don't get interrupted by distracting things that we call ums and ahs. You need to have somebody watching that. Otherwise, the meeting is weak. There are some meetings at which people make very little effort to use interesting language, language which will grab somebody's attention. And their command of grammar or even pronunciation is less than they'd like it to be. But who's watching? So a grammarian is also a person you'd want to have in an ideal meeting. There are several people you'd want to have. You certainly would want to have an evaluator. You can't have a Toastmasters meeting without an evaluator. So you can see that there is a minimum number of people that are required to give you an ideal sized audience. One of the best tips I'll offer you is that during a Toastmasters year, Leaders in the club should arrange for there to be different sizes of audience during the year so that there's something for everyone. And you have low sized audiences, you have medium and you have large. You get large sized audiences when you do inter club activities. You get two or three clubs to combine together and hold a meeting. Sometimes these are held in order to attract people who've never been in Toastmasters before. But it probably is a good practice for a club leadership committee to be aware of how many of our meetings had 10 or 12 people at them. I've been to meetings which have 10 and 12 people at them and some people at the meeting say afterwards, always oh, fantastic meeting, wonderful, I loved it. If that's always the size of the meeting, think about the effect that'll have on stretching people. Toastmasters is a place to be stretched. If you're not being stretched in Toastmasters, 
you don't have a goal, you're not working towards it, you're hanging out. Nothing wrong with hanging out, but if you want to get the maximum benefit from being in Toastmasters, you're in there to stretch yourself. You're in there to get better. You're in there to become more effective communicator and leadership. So that's really my, my main purpose in saying this today is that size matters. One last point. A big meeting is more likely to have people in the audience who you've never seen before. Speaking to people you've never seen before is different from speaking to people who you speak to all the time. Really important for people to get experience at talking to new people. Moira, let me bring you in on the question of size. What thoughts do you have in response? I have many thoughts, Paul, and I, I take on board everything you've said because there are advantages to small size and disadvantages. There are advantages to large size and disadvantages. There are advantages to speaking before an audience you've never spoken to before, and there are disadvantages. So it's, really, it depends upon the circumstances at the time. I think the ideal Toastmasters meeting is one where there are between, let's say, 12 and 20 people. 20 means that not everybody's going to get the opportunity to speak, but you have a decent-sized audience. 12 is a good size. Most people will have a job. If they don't have a job, they will be able to speak. So everyone is likely to get the opportunity to speak. One of the best meetings Toastmasters holds are its speech contests where at a district level, you're going to get a good few people. In fact, let's go further on. Let's go to the international speech contest. You're going to speak to a very big audience. The difficulty about having an ideal size is that it won't suit everybody. Come back to this point before we wrap it up, Moira. I'm really wanting to persuade club committees that they should deliberately control the size of the meeting so as to ensure that everyone in the club, every individual, gets a chance to practice in front of the size of audience, which will stretch them a little bit. That's a very interesting concept. Very difficult to put into practice if you have a club which has, like one of the clubs that we both belong to, has 45 members. Average meeting size is 25 members, at least. You can't. Well, they need, to, they need to discourage some of the members from coming to the next meeting so that they can have 14 people at the meeting. So they say, please don't come to the next meeting or else we'll hold an extra meeting next week so that half of you can go to it and the other half can come the following week. So everyone with names A to L, don't come next week. Well, now, Paul, I'm going to invite you to listen to our next section, section four, which will be on tomorrow, because I'm going to be talking about the Toastmasters promise and how it affects us in our day-to-day Toastmasters meetings. And, of course, one of those promises does relate to attendance of meetings. So we'll look forward to seeing you there. That's tomorrow at the same time on the same channel. Bye for now.
Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.